your attitude is the prophet of your future. And it's, it's about 12 lines in there. And I can remember reading that on the phone to Les Stobie and him saying, John, you understand now how to engage a mind. That's good stuff. I remember hanging up on the phone in that hotel in Houston and calling Margaret and said, Les Stobie said, this is good. I can still remember his coaching and how it literally took me and helped me to continue on in something that I knew that I wasn't any good at, but he gave great pointed encouragement. You know, he told me what I did wrong, but he gave me good specific and how, what it helped for me. Benjamin Disraeli, I think, sums up what Les Stobie did for me. He said, the greatest good you can do for another is not share your riches, but reveal to him his own. And that's what Les did for me. He would take what I was doing and he'd pull out of it. He'd, he'd mine it until he found something good. And say, John, that works right there. And let me tell you why that works. And if you do that some more, it'll even work better for you. Godet said, treat a man as he appears to be and you make him worse, but treat a man as he already were what he potentially could be and you make him what he should be. For years, I have used this illustration. It's not in your notes. But I think it's a classic example of how encouragement makes people better. So just give me a moment. It was an experiment that was performed in the school's system in San Francisco area. A principal called in three teachers and said, because you three teachers are the finest in the system and you have the greatest expertise, we're going to give you 90 selected high IQ students. We're going to let you move these students through the next year at their pace and see how much that they can learn. The three faculty members, the students, the students' parents thought this was a great idea and it seemed that they especially enjoyed that school year. And by the time the school was through, the students had achieved from 20 to 30% more than the other students in the entire San Francisco Bay Area. At the end of the year, the principal called the three teachers in and told them, I have a confession to make. You did not have 90 of the most intellectually prominent students. They were run-of-the-mill students. We took 90 students at random from a system and just gave them to you. The teachers naturally concluded that their exceptional teaching skills must have been responsible for the students' great progress. He said, I have another confession to make. You. You're not the brightest of the teachers. <laughs> Your names were the first three names that we drew out of a hat. <laughs> Why then did these students and teachers perform at such an exceptional level for their entire year? They were encouraged to believe that they could. In your notes, psychologists say that deep down all people have certain desires in common. And if you want to encourage people, help them fulfill those most basic, heartfelt desires. Here they are. People want to do the right thing, stand with them. People want to find better ways of doing things, empower them. People want to achieve things of which they can be proud, motivate them. People want to belong to a group that achieves the extraordinary, invite them. People want to earn recognition for who they are and what they achieve, honor them. And I'm going to stop. We're not doing applications on all these quotes or thoughts on encouragement, but here's another application. Write the name of a person who could do better if they were encouraged. Okay, who would that be? Put a tent on their head and call them in the next three days. In other words, try to apply this wonderful principle that encouragement makes people better to, to, to somebody that you know, okay? Hey, welcome back. Wasn't that an incredible first part of John teaching on the power of encouragement? In fact, encouragement does change.